Iate. Good evening, friends and family. Uh, thank you guys for coming tonight uh, to just be ministered to, to just be changed, right? That's what we're all expecting, just to be, be filled with something new and something different. We can all stand tonight as we get ready to praise our Father. We can all give him honor. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, I just thank you for this time together, Father. And just allowing us to just be here in your presence, Lord, just being here with you, soaking in your presence and talking to you, Father. Lord, I ask that you just open our minds right now, Lord, as we get ready to step into your calling and to your presence, Lord, and allow us to just seek you right now, Father, so that we can receive what you have for us tonight, Lord. Father, empty us of what we think that we know that we have for ourselves so that we can gain what you have for us. Lord, we are nothing without you. We are broken without you. Father, fill us up with your spirit, your love, so that we can worship you, give you praise, and you be glory. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. amen. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. We worship. Can we worship our Lord? Can we give him thanks? Can we give him
favor and give you give you everything that we have, Father. So I ask that you just once again just fill us up with your love and your joy as we get ready to just enter into this message and into your word. Father, clear our minds of anything that's not of you, Lord, so that we can receive you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. You may be seated. Anybody know that God really does love you? Amen. No, it's, uh, you got to have that revelation. You know, if you, if you miss that, if you miss the love of God, that God really loves you, that, that, you're, that you're beloved by the Father, it's like all the other religion won't really matter. It won't do you any good. You have to be rooted and grounded in the love of God, and everything kind of flows out from that. So, you know, and it doesn't matter. You might say, well, you know, I don't feel like God loves me or I don't feel very lovable. Well, you know, the word says different. The word says different. You know, there's a, there's a place in the word where it says that the father is literally singing over you. I mean, it, that, he, that, that the father is looking down at you and singing over you. And that's a powerful concept that, that he loves you in that way. And if you can't see God loving you in that way, it's because you can't imagine the love that God has. But when you get that revelation in your heart and soul, there's nothing that can move you. There's nothing in the world that can move you because if God loves me, then it doesn't really matter what my neighbor thinks of me. It doesn't matter what other people think of me. It doesn't matter what that person thinks of me because guess what? God loves me. Amen. And that's where I'm going to be in eternity. But until then, we get to walk in something called the abundant life. And uh, I'm really excited for tonight. I'm sorry it's just one night. Um, but, you know, uh, Prophet Bobby Hogan, I, I think, I mean, he's had to be coming here. It has to be a dozen years now. I can't, I can't think of how, I mean, I just hit 12 years as senior pastor of the church. And I think it was... Shortly after I became the pastor that we started having you in here. First church in Pennsylvania. Even though he traveled all over the world, this was the, fir this was the first fruits in Pennsylvania. And I know that Pennsylvania opened up to you and some other churches opened up. But we were the, the, the first fruits here. And if you want build up in your faith, if you want encouraged, if you want, your, if you want that, that, that faith in you to grow, then you can catch something here tonight. You can catch the word, catch the word and say, that word's for me. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to believe God and I'm going to walk in what God says about me. I don't care if everything looks like it's falling apart around me. I got a word tonight. And how many of you know that it's only one word from God that can change your life? Well, I'm not going to hesitate anymore. I'm going to I'm going to bring in the man of the hour full of Holy Ghost power, my friend, uh, the prophet Bobby Hogan. Amen. Give him a round of applause. Welcome him. Come on and give Jesus a better praise. Come on, let the Lord know you love him. Anybody love the Lord in the house? 
Has God been good to anybody in this house? Come on, give him a praise if he's been good to you. Make a crazy sound. Come on, we're going to have church tonight. Hallelujah. Turn around by somebody there. Tell them if you don't like noise, you might want to move right now. If you don't like shouting, you might want to move right now. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the house. Amen. We are so glad to be here. Amen. It's true. This is the first church in Pennsylvania that we ever preached in. And this trip we'll be preaching in, I think, four or five churches. But this is the first church we ever preached in. And we are in Northumberland. It's about four hours away. We drove here tonight, going to drive right back. But I said, I got to go to New Hope. Come on, I got to go just one service. I got to see everybody. Come on, I got to see what God's going to do tonight. Hallelujah. And it is good to be here. I love your pastors. Anybody love your pastors in the house? Woo, look at there. Hallelujah. Maybe I better take you an offering right now with that kind of response. Hallelujah. They are amazing. And I thank God so much that I know them, that God connected us. And if you really do, you know, uh, the Bible says God gave to the church apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. But if you go back to the original, the Aramaic, it says God assigned to the church. This couple was assigned to you. They were assigned to this region. So could you put your hands together one more time and just let them know that you believe in them? Hallelujah. That you love them? Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Well, I'm not going to take very long before I get into the Word. I got a Word that's brand new. I only released it uh, on Sunday night over the phone and Facebook. And we have, I had a special service uh, on the phone and on Facebook on Sunday night. And we've had about 2,000 people that watched it live, caught in live, or watched it or listened since that time. And the response from this prophetic word, a brand new word, was one of the greatest response we ever had. And I'm excited to release it to this house. Amen, tonight. Before we do, Manuel, run up here real quick. Amen. I haven't hardly had Manuel testify on this trip. Last month and this month, we'll be traveling about 10,000 miles by truck. Amen. We have traveled and traveled and still traveling. And uh, Manuel drives. He has, if we've traveled 10,000 miles, he drove 9,990. Amen. He's done the driving. Every time I try to drive, he says no. But I, I want you just to share a little bit of your testimony, what's on your heart tonight. You know, I don't know what you shared last year, if, if that was even a story you had last year about God healing you, but uh, he's got a powerful testimony. Amen. Well, he healed me, he delivered me, and he set me free. Amen. <laughs> Last year, I, I fought a battle for about five years, even after I got saved. I had been with the wrong people at the wrong place at the wrong time, and I was looking at 60 years in a penitentiary. And I'm 50 years old, so I knew there was, I did five days in the county jail and thought I was going to die then. But as of January the 3rd of 2023, I walked into a courtroom with all these people that were against me, but God was for me, and I walked out a free man totally. I don't have to look at that no more. That cross is back there, so I get to go forward. God's blessed me with a beautiful wife since then. Man, it's, uh, I'm living 
the heaven on earth, as the apostle speaks of. It's a real deal. If you just get a hold of God, he can take you places you never dreamed of going. Also, it, it was about 15 months ago, I laid in a hospital bed for 14 days, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. They had a tube going in this side, a tube going in this side, and I, I would call the apostle and say, man, I need prayer. I need to get out of here so I can get to church. That's the main thing. When we go through something, we draw away from God instead of coming to him. But I laid there in the midnight hour. God still does work the midnight hour. And I laid there, and, and, and where I come from, doctors don't come in your room in the middle of the night. He came in there about midnight and told me that I needed to call my family that I was fixing to die. And here I am laying there thinking, God, you promised me that I was going to go places, do things, see things I'd never seen. And that was at midnight, this doctor come in there. At 3 o'clock in the morning, he came back in there, and he said, young man, I don't know what happened, but sometime between the time I was in here and now, whatever came to kill you, it's gone. And I got to go home at 9 o'clock that morning. Amen. Give God praise. That's the kind of God we serve. Hallelujah. Everybody stand one more time. Everybody lift your hands in the glory rim all over the house. Come on, lift your hands in the heavenly dimension. Hallelujah. Now lift your voice. If you have the ability to speak in tongues, go ahead and lift that heavenly language. Come on, God's getting ready to do something. This service is getting ready to shift uh, into a new atmosphere. Come on, there's a new atmosphere getting ready to shift in this service. Come on, every hand in the glory. Come on, if you can speak in tongues, lift your Holy Ghost language for about 20 seconds. If you don't speak in tongues and you have the Holy Ghost, you can't pray in tongues, start praying in them now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bind any power that would like to hinder this service. Like Paul said, if the word have free course, we give you the praise, the glory, and honor that you will confirm your word tonight with signs, miracles, and wonders. Don't let me waste any words. Don't let me say anything outside of what you have for me to say. Let your ears of your people be anointed to hear the word of God, and we will give you the glory, the praise, and the honor, and everybody shout amen. Before you're seated, turn around to somebody and prophesy to them and say, after tonight, everything's changing. Come on, prophesy to them. Well, I'm not a prophet. Go ahead and prophesy. Paul said, I wish everybody prophesied. After tonight, everything's changing. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. So we're going to go into this word. You may be seated. Amen. We're going to see what God does. We're in uncharted waters because, like I said, the first time to ever release this in the house. So I may preach 20 minutes, prophesy, or I may go two hours and 20 minutes. We'll see. Amen. Deuteronomy 23, verse 5. Deuteronomy 23, verse 5. Out of the King James Version. Nevertheless, the Lord thy God would not listen to Balaam. And the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing. The Lord thy God turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord thy God loved thee. That is powerful. Balaam was the prophet that King Balak 
had hired to curse the people of God. Every time Balaam opened his mouth to curse God's people, instead of cursing them, he blessed them. Three times he tried it. Three times he opened his mouth to curse God's people. And every time, instead of a curse coming out, a blessing come out. I, I was standing right there. You might have saw if you noticed I sat down and wrote something because I heard the Holy Spirit tell me to prophesy to somebody in this house, uh, God can even use your enemies to bless you. Well, maybe I'm prophesying to me. Come on. God can and God will use your enemies to bless you. Hallelujah. Every time he tried to curse them, the prophet was God's people's enemy. He was a backslid prophet. He was their enemy. He was trying to curse them. But every time he opened his mouth to curse them, instead he blessed them. Now, here in Deuteronomy 23, Moses is telling about this story. He is telling what happened. Notice again, if you would. Nevertheless, the Lord thy God would not listen. Amen. I, I want to let somebody know you're worried about what people are saying about you and you're worried about what people are doing against you. Some of you are worried about curses people are putting on you. But I want you to know as a born-again believer redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, God's not going to listen to the curses being spoke against you. I've been on a witch's list her death list. I've been on that witch's list for probably three years. Two people on her list has died. Somebody says, are you worried about her? I don't even give it no thought. Because I am walking in the blood of Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. You can't curse what God caused bless. Come on, somebody. God would not listen. I, I want to let somebody know, hallelujah, their weapons will be formed. But Isaiah 54, 7 says those weapons will be formed, but they will not prosper. And every tongue raised against you, I prophesy, every tongue raised against new hope, God will condemn it. Glory to God. Somebody ought to give God a praise. I wrote these verses down before I come to the pulpit. Proverbs 26, 27, he who digs a pit will fall into it. David said in Psalms 109, he said, may the curses return and cling like clothing. Proverbs 26, 2, like a fluttering sparrow, an undeserved curse will not come to rest. Hallelujah. Don't, I'm telling you, the witches, the warlocks, the Jezebel, the haters, come on, the liars, the gossipers, it will not prosper. It will not succeed. Hallelujah. Those curses will not rest on you, and God will not honor those curses. Hallelujah. And the Lord turned the curse into a blessing. Notice that word turned. The word turn means to change to change directions, to change positions. Does anybody need a change in this house? 
Does anybody need a change in your finances? Anybody need a change spiritually? Anybody need a change in your family? Anybody need a change on your job? Anybody need a change? Hallelujah. God spoke this word to me a little over a week ago, and I'm going to preach for a few minutes and prophesy the turn that brings a complete change. The turn, the change that brings a complete change. I've come to prophesy to somebody in this house. God's getting ready to flip the script. God's going oh, to come on somebody. I would say, amen, I, when I preached this the other day on the telephone, I was getting ready to say, God's going to write a new chapter to your book. And the Holy Ghost stopped and said, no, you tell my people, I'm not going to write a new chapter. I'm going to write a new book. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He could write a new chapter to your life story, but you would still have the bad chapters in the book. Come on. You'd still have those crying chapters. But God said, no, I'm going to write a new book, and the new book will not have those sad chapters. The new book will not have those depressed chapters. Somebody catch it in the spirit. God's going to flip the script. God's going to write a new book. Come on, God's going to turn things, the turn that brings a complete change. Woo! Hallelujah. I said a complete change. Let's look at Psalms 126. Somebody throw your hands up in the glory. Something's getting ready to happen in this house. Notice how many times I will say the word turn or turned. Notice how many times I'll quote scriptures, the word turn or turn. Psalms 126 verse 1 beginning. When the Lord turned, somebody shout turn. Glory to God. When the Lord turned, when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, when the Lord, see there's some things you can do, some things your mama can do, some things the banker can do, some things the doctor can do, but there's some things only God can do. Some of you are in a situation right now, only God can turn things for you. I've come to prophesy God's getting ready to turn things for you. The song says things are turning in your favor. Hallelujah. God's going to turn things for you, and it's going to bring a complete change. I feel like prophesying a complete change in the church, a complete change in your finances, a complete change in your family. Come on, a complete change spiritually. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about a half change, 90%. I'm talking about a complete change. God's going to change things that will bring a complete change in your your life. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. It was too good to be true. They thought they were dreaming. You know, I have a wonderful life. I have probably the greatest life anybody I know. Sometimes it's almost like I look in the mirror to make sure I'm not in heaven. Some of you have to look in the mirror to make sure you're not in hell. I never said that before. 
Most Christians, that's where they are. Come on. God is getting ready. I feel like prophesying. God is getting ready to turn some things for you, and some of you are going to feel like it's too good to be true. Come on. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, as the days of your forefathers when it was as heaven on earth. Some of you, God's getting ready to take you into a place, amen, you're going to have so much victory, so much peace, so much power, so much favor. It's going to seem like it is too good to be true. Somebody catch it in the spirit. It will not be by might. It will not be by power, but it will be by the spirit of God. It won't be by the preacher. It won't be by your education. It won't be by nothing except the spirit of God. God's going to turn things when the Lord turned the captivity aside. What does the Bible say? We were like them that dreamed. Then it says our mouth was filled with laughter. Jeremiah 31, 13, I will turn their mourning into dancing. I will give you joy for sorrow. Psalms 30, verse 5, David said, He loosed my sackcloth and girded me with joy. Oh, some of you need joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Come on, some of you has lost your joy, but God's getting ready to turn things. Somebody catch that word, turn. Somebody, I feel like prophesying to five people under my voice. Some of you have cried and you have cried. That situation has made you cry. That, that situation has made you weep. That situation has robbed you of your joy. But I prophesy to five people, God's getting ready to turn that situation around. And even as you cried, I prophesy you shall laugh double what you cried. The thing that made you cry before it's over God's going to give you the spirit of laughter and it's going to make you laugh hallelujah and our mouths was filled with singing verse 2 and they said among the heathen the Lord has done great things for them their enemies had to recognize that God had done some great things for them I want to work with your faith for a minute. I want to work with your faith. God's getting ready to turn things for you. And you're going to be so blessed that even your haters, even your enemies are going to have to say, God has blessed them. Hallelujah. I said even your haters are going to have to say, God has blessed them. Those that don't even believe in God are going to see the goodness of God on your life. Hallelujah. They said, the heathen said, the Lord hath done great things for them. And then the Bible says, they said, the Lord hath done great things for us, and we are glad. I feel like prophesying somebody's praise is getting ready to go to the next level. Because your blessing's going to the next level. Come on. Listen, when God does something good for you, be glad. When God does something good for you, have a thank you. I think one of the greatest sins of the church is the sin of unthankfulness. I heard a, a lady in New York, African-American woman, she was leading a service. She said, if you learn to say thank you, you'll have more opportunities to say thank you. 
Hallelujah. I think that's one reason God has took me to where he's taken me because I've never quit saying thank you. Come on, David become a king, but he never forgot he was a shepherd boy. Come on, church. I feel something right here. Somebody ought to shout thank you for what the Lord's done. Thank you for where you brought me from. Thank you that you raised me off my deathbed. Thank you that you let me live. Thank you that I'm saved. Thank you that I got the Holy Ghost. Thank you for my car. Thank you for my house. And then going to a future praise by thanking God for what he's going to do. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you that you're turning things around for me. I just heard that. Somebody's praise. Get ready to go to a new level. So I suggest go ahead and having a rehearsal. I walked into church one night, and a man walked up to me and said, I want to bless you tonight. He said, he handed me a check, and he said, this is for you, not the church. So uh, I'm not as spiritual as some of you. I, I put it in my pocket, but I didn't forget it was in my pocket. Some folks are so spiritual, I'll be nice because the pastor's on the front row. <laughs> Stupidity is not one of the gifts of the Spirit, that's all I'll say. So I put it in my pocket, and I decided I needed to go to the restroom, though I did not need to go to the restroom. All my African-American friends will understand. That means, excuse me, amen. I went into the restroom, amen, and I pulled that check out, and I looked, and it was $24,000. Now, let me tell you, I would have had a praise if I never got that check because I am a praiser. Come on. When I go to church, I'm going to praise God. That's why you don't see me coming in 30 minutes late like some preachers. Some preachers don't come in until it's their time to get under the spotlight. I was in a camp meeting, and I was the main speaker of a big camp meeting, and they put me down uh, by the side of the platform. There was a, a room down about five feet, and they said, stay in here. It's a time to preach. I tried. I tried. I know you're supposed to be under submission. I tried, but about 10 minutes, I said, I can't stay here. I got to go out there and give God some praise. Come on, somebody. I don't praise him because I'm a preacher. I, preach, I praise him because I'm saved. Hallelujah. I praise him because I'm not going to hell. Somebody praise him. But I'm not going to lie to you. I would have praised God if I would have never saw that check. I would have praised God if I never would have got it. I would have threw my hands up. I would have praised God. I would have probably danced. But after I saw that check... My praise went up to a new dimension. Instead of, instead of, come on, somebody. Why don't somebody go ahead and give God a faith praise? Because God's getting ready to turn some, oh, I feel it, come on. God's getting ready to turn some things for you. So give him a praise by faith. Come on, it's practice time. It's rehearsal time. I don't see it, but I still believe it. I don't have it, but I know I'm going to have it. Come on, somebody get on your feet and give God a 20-second praise. Come on, get on your feet and give God a 20-second praise. Woo! Go ahead. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has blessed us. And they said, we are glad. Somebody's getting ready to be happy. You're getting ready to be glad. One more story I want us to look at. Job. Job chapter 42, verse 10, King James Version. And the Lord turned. Somebody shout turned. That word, I'm going to say it so many times. And the Lord turned the captivity. The Lord turned the, his captivity. The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. We all know the story of Job. He lost everything, his wealth, his power, his position. He lost everything. But the Lord turned the Lord changed. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. The Lord turned. The Lord changed his captivity. He changed his situation, changed his circumstance. Verse 11 says, when God changed things for him, every man gave him a piece of money and everyone a earring of gold. Verse 12, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. And in the end, he had 14,000 sheep instead of seven. 6,000 camels instead of 3,000. 1,000 yoke of ox instead of 500. 500 sheok asses before, now he has 1,000. We go back to verse 10. And the Lord turned, changed the captivity of Job. The word turn or turned is found 594 times in the Word of God. Think about that. 594 times you find the word turn or turned. All throughout the word of God, you find God turning things for his people. He turned the dry ground into a pool of water. He turned the, dry, the sea, first of all, into dry ground. I love that story. He turned the sea, he turned the sea into dry ground. You know, that's one of the greatest miracles, I believe, of the Bible. In fact, today I started, uh, I preached on it, but today I felt to really get into it because there's so many miracles in that story, just not the parting of the Red Sea, but so many miracles are in that story. But after the water parted, God turned, hallelujah, that into dry ground and they walked across like on a highway. He turned the rod into a serpent for Moses. He turned a, a, a rock into a pool of water for the children of Israel. He turned the curse of Balaam into a blessing. Hallelujah. He turned water to wine. He turned five loaves and two fishes into thousands of fishes and 
thousands of loaves, enough to feed 20,000 people approximately. Hallelujah. He turned a fish into a bank. Hallelujah. What are you talking about? Go fishing, Peter. The first fish opened his mouth. You're going to find some money. God turned that fish into a bank. One hand went up. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Hallelujah. He turned Peter, a shy, backward man, into a powerhouse for God. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 6, verse 10 says the Spirit of God came upon Saul and God turned him into another man. Here was, Saul was, hallelujah, but the Spirit of God came on him, and God turned him into another man, and the people didn't hardly recognize him, and they said, is Saul among the prophets? That's what he did for me, my friends. Growing up, I was shy backward, had to have a private tutor, Failed more than one grade, failed more than one class. I would have been the most unlikely to succeed. My brother become a millionaire at an early age. None of us ever went to college. None of us kids ever went to college. Our family just wasn't big in college, but they was big in prayer. Somebody didn't get that. My mama was a praying mama. My daddy was a praying daddy. My mama is 92 almost, and she is literally in her last hours right now. I text my sister right before I come to church. She, if she has a day left on earth, how she's still living, we don't know. But my mama gets up every morning up to this situation at 5 in the morning to pray. My sister was vice president of the bank. My brother was a millionaire. Here I was, the youngest child to come along. I just didn't seem to fit in. I went to Mama one day and said, Mama, are you sure I'm not adopted? Can I say to anybody that feels like you're in a family that you feel like you're adopted, hey, you better get ready, get ready, get ready, because God's got something big for you. Hallelujah. If you feel like you're adopted, you just don't fit in with the rest of them. Hallelujah. Break out in a praise. Hallelujah, because God's got something for you. Hallelujah. God's got something for you. God's got something for you. I decree it. I declare it. A change, a turn is coming. Hallelujah. Where you've been left out, God said, I never left you out. God says, where you've been overlooked, I, I never overlooked you. And now I'm going to raise you up in the middle of your enemies, saith the Lord. I refuse to give oral book reports. I don't know if I ever gave an oral book report. I would take zero, half the points. Maybe one time ever in all my years of school, I'd give an oral book report. But I had a five-minute encounter. That's what I want tonight. I want people to be changed. I want your situation to change. I want you to change more than your situation. I want everything to change. I want a complete change. But five minutes in God's presence, God took a lamb and made me a lion. He took a young boy that could not stand before people. And today I have stood and I have preached to millions. Hallelujah. 
Somebody says, do you ever get nervous? No, I never get nervous preaching. I can preach to 20 or I can preach to thousands and I never get nervous. It wouldn't matter to me if President Biden was there and President Trump was over there. I wouldn't get nervous and I'd preach the same gospel. Why? Because he turned me into another man. Hallelujah. He changed my life. He done what mama couldn't do. He done what a Bible school couldn't do. No, I'm not against Bible school, but I'm telling you, there's no Bible school that can do what one touch from God can do. Hallelujah. That's the problem today. I feel the prophecy. I feel the prophetic right now. We got too many behind our pulpits that's been to Bible school, but they've never had the touch of God on them that changed them and turned them into a powerhouse for him. God turned him to another man. Genesis 1. What does the Bible say? God turned nothing into something. The earth was empty, void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. My dear New Hope family, when God said, let there be light, you know the amazing thing about Genesis 1, if you read it, he created, he spoke on day one and said, let there be light. And there was light, but there was not even a sun or a moon. The world lit up by the power of his word. Somebody did not catch that. There was so much power in his word that he just said, let there be light. And without a sun or a moon, the world lit up. What was it, the third day, fourth day? The Bible says God created the sun and the moon. And then we have light from the sun and the moon. But before that, we had light because God said. But God looked at a world empty, void, and dark. When God said, let there be light, there was no struggle. There was no warfare. When God said, let there be light, light was and darkness fled. The other day I was preaching, God said, give me a prophetic word. And I prophesied it. I feel like prophesying it to somebody in this house. God said, I'm getting ready to flip the light switch on. Some of y'all didn't shout because you're not in darkness. But if you got any darkness in your world, you better get ready for the light switch to come on. Because God's getting ready to hit the, come on somebody. Hallelujah. But God started with nothing. God started with nothing. And he started creating. Hallelujah. He turned nothing into something. He turned nothing into something. I prophetically decree that God is getting ready to turn things for you. Things are turning in your favor. As I bring this toward a close, it will be a complete change. How many times have you had a change, but it wasn't a complete change? Your body felt better, but you wasn't whole. Your finances got better, but you didn't go into prosperity. Your marriage was better, but it never 
was healed. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. How many times have you had a partial change? In our services, we've seen so many miracles this year. And how many times, though, have we seen? We've seen, I've seen in my ministry blind eyes open. I've seen the dead raised. I've seen the cripples walk. But other times, I would pray for somebody. They would say, my eye is better. And we're thankful their eye or their eyes are better. But we never want to settle for battle. We want to settle for complete. Come on, God is a God of complete. Come on, God's a God. Come on, come on. God will complete it. So I prophesy, amen, some of you have had things get better, but you've never had a complete change. I prophesy, God sent me here. I was with my mama to the day we left to come on this trip. And I drove eight hours here and back because somebody needs a complete change. Somebody's going to get a complete. You've had partial, but this is the, this is the day, this is the night for a complete change. And the best way I can illustrate it, Satomokai, is like a caterpillar who turns into a butterfly. When that caterpillar turns into a butterfly, it, there's no comparison. Somebody better catch this. It's unrecognizable. A caterpillar crawls, but a butterfly flies. Hallelujah. I said a caterpillar crawls, but a butterfly flies. A caterpillar is an ugly creature, but a butterfly is a beautiful creature. And I've come to tell somebody, hallelujah, one of the words for turn is transformation. Uh, come on, somebody catch this as I bring this to a close. One of the words for turn is transformation. And it can refer to the caterpillar who turns into a butterfly. It makes a dramatic change in appearance. And I come to prophesy. Some of you in three months will not even be recognizable. People are not even going to recognize you. They're going to say you don't look the same. Come on, you don't act the same. Come on, something's changed in your life. Yeah, I had a turn. Hallelujah. I had a turn. God's going to turn somebody's sorrow into joy. Your lack into abundance. Your desert into pools of water. Your loneliness into companionship. Your famine into plenty. Somebody's going to have a turn in your business, in your church. Amen. This church is not the same church it was when I come here, what, 12 years ago, however many years ago. There is no comparison. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of you was here then. But when I, I'll go back five years ago. Amen. I'll go back before, uh, where, where, where's my singer over there? I'll go back before he, uh, I remember, what was it, four or five years ago? He was behind that keyboard, and, and he was, somebody remember that? Hallelujah. He's not the same no more. He had a transformation. Come on, don't get jealous. Give God a praise. 
And if you don't think praise and worship makes a difference, you've seen it right here in this house. Hallelujah. Come on. But I'll go back five years ago, Pastor. This church is no comparison to what it was five years ago. I just heard in my spirit, Ezekiel, in the valley of dry bones, Ezekiel 37. When he got in the valley, it was a dry, dead valley. After he prophesied, it turned into an exceedingly great army. Five years ago, there's no comparison to what this church is now compared to then. But I am leaving a prophetic word in this atmosphere. And I am not saying in five years because I'm saying in five months there will be no comparison to what the church will be even compared to what it is today. Come on, somebody. Give God praise. Your best is not behind you. Come on. Your best is not even in front of you. Your best is now. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Hallelujah. God's turning things for new hope. God's turning things for the members of this house. God is causing a turn that will bring a complete change. So my question again, do you need a change? You know, I really had a hard time recognizing you. Hallelujah. You look good. You look younger. See, I'm going to say that. Thank you. Don't, don't lose your unthankfulness. See, she said it. See, she listened to me. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. You do. You look good. God's been good to you. He spared your life. And I hear the Lord telling me, you know, the three brew children come out of the fire and didn't even have the smell of smoke. And I said the other day, aren't you glad you don't look like what you've been through? Anybody glad you don't look like what you come out of? And God's not through with you. He that started a good work, Philippians 1, verse 6, is your scripture. You write it down, you mark it in your Bible. Philippians 1, verse 6, he that begun a good work in you will finish what he started. For the devil had a plan, and the devil wanted to take you out. But God said, I'm not through with her. And the weapons have not prospered, and the weapons have not succeeded. Hallelujah. I decree and declare like a butterfly coming out of that caterpillar. You're getting ready to come forth as a butterfly, saith the Lord. And now back to you. I won't be here for another year probably. You don't look like what you've been through. Uh, just keep saying thank you. I'll just keep standing here because nobody else saying thank you hardly. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Are you ready for a change? Are you ready for God to turn things? Hallelujah. You know, used to as a prophet, uh, sometimes in a service, we would, that song we used to sing, God's going to turn it around. You know, it's a popular song, turn it around for me. And used to, you know, as a prophet, you've seen prophets, maybe I've done it. I tell everybody to jump up and turn around. But I got a revelation the other day. When you jump up and turn around all the way around, when you stop, you're at the same place you was. So now we say, jump up and turn around halfway. That way you'll be looking in a different direction. 
I want everybody to jump up and turn around halfway. Come on. Change your position. Come on. Turn around, jump up halfway. Turn around halfway. Amen. When you started, you was looking one way. Now you're looking another way. Hallelujah. Now give God a shout and a praise for a turn. The turn that brings complete change. Come on. The turn that brings complete change. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Pastor Manuel, need my horn of oil, please. Pastor Rick, come stand with me, please. Just stand right over here. Amen. Could I have some water, please, also? Hallelujah. We're getting ready to sing. Hand it to him, please. I want to lay hands on everybody. My ministry has changed a lot the last few months. When my wife went through what she went through, we both come out of that trial some of you heard it, some of you didn't. Nine months, 24 doctors, eight hospitals. She went down to a little over 100 pounds, bed fast 23 hours a day. And God brought her out. God turned things. Hey, I had a vision in one of her darkest hours. She loves Israel. She loves Israel. I got a daughter that lives in Israel. She's a citizen of Israel. I got two twin grandsons that... And you don't know this shit. I got two grandsons that just turned a year old, twins, and my daughter is expecting again with twins. They'll be born in October. But I had a dream. I had a vision in our darkest hour. She loves Israel. She studies the Torah. Before she got sick, she studied six, eight hours a day in the prayer room and read, and she would love to live there. But in our darkest hour, I had a vision, and I saw her dancing in the streets of Jerusalem like David danced. I just saw her dancing with joy and smile on her face. This was since she was bedfast. And she always said, whenever I can walk a mile, we're going to Israel. It was a Saturday morning. More miracles in the Bible are recorded on the Sabbath than any other day of the week. Read it. That Saturday morning we got up and she couldn't even hardly walk to the front door, and she said, let's walk today a little bit. Let's see if I can walk. My dear kingdom church, my family, we walked, and we walked, and we kept on walking. We just did not walk as like Enoch. We finally walked before we left. <laughs> you know, Enoch walked and was not for God took him. We come back. She said, how far do we walk? I said, a mile. She said, we walked a mile. I said, yeah, that was a Saturday. We got our ticket for Israel. On Sunday, we left for Israel on Monday. And on Thursday, God turned. Somebody shout, God turned. On Thursday, I stood back and watched her dance in the streets of Jerusalem like King David danced. Hallelujah. God turned it around. I said, God turned. Give us complete victory. My wife, the most powerful woman of God I know anywhere, had not walked in church, Pastor, for nine months. For nine months. If that was me, you'd carry me to church. If that was me, put me in a wheelbarrow, whatever. Get me to God's house. But everybody's different. I understand that. She had not preached in nine months. The Sunday she come back to preach was Super Bowl Sunday when your crowd, especially 3 o'clock service, should go should go up, 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 but it usually goes down, down, down. The church was packed. 
the biggest crowd, if not ever one, and probably the biggest crowd we ever had on Super Bowl Sunday. Because people, sinners and saints, people drove from 100, 200 miles to see Lazarus that was back from the dead. <laughs> God turned. And when we went through that situation, both of our lives changed. And we had more compassion and more of a desire to see people not just come to church, but to see people's life changed. Most every service I have now, I lay hands on everybody. This whole trip, one service, I didn't lay hands on everybody. Calvary Campground, where Pastor Rick watched me. How many was there that night? I don't know. Play seats, a thousand. There was several hundred there, maybe three, four hundred. I laid hands on everybody. And spoke a prophetic word that I, every night I did, every night. And I want to lay hands on everybody here tonight. And I want to anoint you with my shofar from Israel and my holy land anointing oil. And I just want to prophesy to you. Just lay hands on you and speak a turnaround in your life. I want to speak a turnaround. Girl, God wants to give you joy. He wants to settle some things. When I turned, I saw you. I see you, a change of garments. I see a change of garments. God's going to give you a garment of praise. You come across, you know, as a, now you didn't dance tonight. I, I, last time I think you was dancing up there a little bit. But you come across like everything's going good. But I see there's some inner struggles. There's some inner struggles. You have a problem sometimes really grasping who you are in Christ. The devil would try to make you think you're not as good as other people. Insecurity. Holy Ghost, I heard it. The devil will try to make you insecure. But I prophesy that insecurity go in Jesus' name. I prophesy God had turn her life. God, give her joy. Give her beauty for her ashes and joy like she's never had before. Stand to your feet in Jesus' name. Pastor, come on her with all. Come on her with all. Put some of that all on her right now. Everybody stretch your hands this way. I didn't come for nobody but her. Hallelujah. I come for her tonight. Hallelujah. Know who you are in me, saith the Lord, for you are my righteousness. You are my daughter. You are my daughter, born again, not with flesh and blood, but the Spirit of God. You've been redeemed by the blood, saith the Lord. Do not put your head down, but hold your head high. Dance and sing and rejoice, for I am your God, and I am for you, and I am with you, saith the Lord. And I'm about to answer one of your prayers, a prayer the devil has tried to convince you to quit praying. I'm about to answer that prayer, and it will bring a total turnaround, saith the Lord. Okay, when I get through preaching, I'm through. I don't preach a second message like some preachers. I'm through, I'm through. But I want to lay hands on you. If you need a turn in your life, come down the aisle. Come right now. Brother Rick, stand on this side over here. I just want to know everybody in this house and decree God to turn things for you. I will not personally prophesy over everybody. I don't think. Sometimes I do. But I am going to lay hands on everybody. And I am going to uh, 
prophesy that turnaround. Amen. The Lord already spoke to you. Amen. Amen. The Lord already spoke. Amen. You've been overlooked at times and you've been rejected. Amen. But God said, I never rejected you. And God's getting ready to turn things for you. Hallelujah. I see acceleration hitting your life. I see acceleration. You get ready to gain some territory quicker than you should. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare. Hallelujah. Turn things, God. Turn things, God. God. I hear the Lord say, I kept you when you act like a fool. God said, my hand was on you when you wasn't even thinking of me. Because I ordained you and I called you and brought you in the kingdom at such a time as this. And there's some things, I hear the Lord say some residue of things of your past. No, you've been delivered, you've been saved, but there's some residue. There's some things that try to just hang on to you. I curse them now. Go in Jesus' name. Give him a turn. Hallelujah. Where he's never the same in Jesus' name. Oh, God, I call a turn that brings a complete change. Hallelujah. Fill him up, Lord. Run him over. Turn that brings change, saith the Lord. Whoever that person is, amen. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. God says, I got 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 them. Somebody shout, God's got them. You know, sometimes you're, you're, I, I want to say our battles are our battles because of other people's battles. So many times I'm talking to you. Your battles are not really your battles, they're other people's battles. Your pain is not really your pain, they're other people's pain. But you have took them on because you love them. But God, I hear the Lord say, tell you, in the next season, focus on you. Focus on you. If you're not here, who's going to pray for them? If you're not here, who's going to stand in the gap? So I'm, tell, I'm hearing the Lord say, focus on you. Focus on you. Amen. Spend some money on you. Quit spending money on them all the Hey, glory to God. It's, I come for you, girl. Hallelujah. He told me, I feel the Holy Ghost. I call a turn, God. I call a turn, God. A turn that brings complete change. Settle some things in her life, God. Settle some issues. Let her make her mind up. Look at me, my baby girl. You need to make your mind up. I'm going to follow Jesus. Watch who you hang around. I hear the Lord say, watch who you call your friends. It's not the devil sometimes that stops us. Sometimes it's people that we have in our circle of friends. There's an anointing on your life and a call. But if you're not careful, people is going to stop you. And if they stop you, you'll never get what our God has for you. And I see a vision of a beautiful green pasture and still waters. How old are you? 23. When do you want to get married? Don't say I don't know. I don't like those answers. Some of these days, next year, next week, next month. I pray, listen, don't, 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 don't watch it. Watch, watch those men. Watch men. You got to get the right one. God's got a good life for you. The wrong man will make your life hell. Well, I'm lonely. Well, worse than lonely is miserable. God, I decree and declare she will connect with the right person. And her marriage will not be hell, but heaven, saith the Lord. 
Hallelujah. I think they went and got their aunts and uncles. That line sure is big. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Looks like it, don't it? Hallelujah. Amen. I decree a turn. I decree a turn. Hallelujah. Let go of some things so you can grab some things. I hear the Lord say, I'm seeing, you, have to, you know, I heard a prophet one time say when he went to other countries, India, they have all these gods. And he said, if I preach against their gods, they cling to them. But if I pull out, I'll preach about my God and what he does, they want my God. He said the illustration is a little girl has a Barbie doll, and maybe it's half beat up, and you try to take it from her, and she'll hold on to it. But you bring out a brand-new Barbie doll, and the girl will throw that one down and come get the new one. And I hear the Lord say, let go of some things so I can give you some things. Let go. Let go of some things. Because God said, I have got some better things for you, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. You've already got a word. Just, just, you want another one, okay. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for a turn. Thank you, Lord, for joy. Thank you, Lord, for peace. Thank you, Lord, for answers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let her know, God, her call. Let her know the feel. Let her know the feel. God, you got something for her. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. When I walked in, you smiled. You had a pretty smile. You smiled at me. That, that was a seed. So on that smile was a seed. Money's not always the only seed. You can smile, and that can be a seed. Anybody understand that? Amen. You know what? When you smiled at me, I smiled back because you sowed a seed, and you have to get a harvest. <laughs> See there? She's smiling. See how it works? Your seed multiplies. I, I just never, I know, I've never said that before. I walked in. She smiled. And I smiled back. And I told that. And she's smiling. She's smiling. She's almost everybody smiling. <laughs> Keep sowing your seed. Keep smiling. You don't have money, just take the offering up. You don't have no money, just walk up the offering plate and go. <laughs> You'll get a harvest. <laughs> Bring a turn for in Jesus' name. Lord, I decree a turn. Amen. I decree a turn. I decree a turn around. You have been going through something. You don't even understand it yourself. You've been in the middle of a situation. You, you, you don't even understand it. But God says to tell you, your famine's over. God says the drought is over. This is the night. Saith the Lord, your famine is over. Your drought is over. Give God praise. In the name of Jesus, I decree, God, turn things. Turn things that bring a total, total change in his life. A complete change in the name of Jesus. I hear the Lord say, get focused, stay focused. One of the hardest things to do is stay focused. Pastor, as a man of God, as a prophet, so many things come in daily life. Phone calls, letters, comments. It's so easy not to stay focused. Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame How did he do it? He didn't look at the crucifixion. He looked at the resurrection. And I'm hearing the Lord say, don't look at the storm. Don't look at the situations. Look to me, the author and finisher of your faith. Stay focused, and I'm going to see you through, saith the Lord. Lord, I decree a turn. I decree a turn. Oh, God, he's no stranger to your power. He's no stranger to your presence. But I decree a turn that will take him into a greater realm of glory and power and favor. I just heard the word favor. 
I hear the Lord say, look, things are going, things are going, there's a song, I don't know it, but I wish I did, things are going to turn in your favor. That's what I hear. Things are going to turn in your favor. You agree? In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I see, I see. You got a special touch on your life. The special touch has been there all your life. Somebody, somebody in your family knew how to pray. Somebody was praying for you. Family, friend, somebody was praying for you. And God has had his hand on you. But I see, I see, I see that caterpillar turning into a butterfly. If I be a man of God, you're getting ready to know God like you've never known him. You're getting ready to spread your wings and soar to new dimensions of glory from faith to faith and glory to glory. Glory. Whoa, glory to God. Satamakata. How are you? In the name of Jesus. The Lord says, Behold, my son, I am not through with you. I am not through with you. My hand is upon you, and my hand will always be upon you, for my callings are without repentance. And it's a day for you, saith the Lord, to begin to seek me more. For if you seek me, you will find me. For I have treasure, I hear the Lord say, I have hidden treasures in dark places. That's in the Word of God, Isaiah. I have hidden treasures in dark places for you. And God's got some things for you you don't even know about because they're hid. But you're going to find them through seeking Him. I'm telling you as a man of God, if you'll set some time aside every day in the next season of your life and seek God, you're going to know God like you've never known him. You're going to find some hidden treasures that you didn't even know existed. And there's my wonderful friend. I told her I couldn't eat at a restaurant because I got to go back, but we did make an agreement next time I eat there twice, which means you have to have me two nights or either we'll have to eat lunch and dinner. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll figure it out. You're amazing. You look younger too. You really do. You look younger. You look more refreshed. Thank you. See, see there? Hey, you sold that seed. Thank you. It's working. Harvest coming. You do. You look wonderful. And I decree and declare God turned things for her favor. Turn things in her personal life. Oh, turn things in her family. Hopeless situations are not hopeless with you. They're just hopeless in our eyes. Turn things. Give a complete turn. Like the caterpillar and the butterfly. Jesus' name. Whoa, power of God's all over you. Hallelujah. Was you the one standing back there at the back on the right? No? Who was that back there and I was preaching? Somebody back there just standing up the whole time I was preaching almost. Whoever you was, God bless you. Hallelujah. Should have been you, huh? <laughs> God, I thank you. Amen. In the name of Jesus, turn things for his favor. We don't, I hear the Lord say, it don't matter who's against you. All that matters is who's for you. And the Lord says, I am for you. Look not to the left or look not to the right. Do not look at the enemies that surround thee, but look at the angels all about thee, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see a vision. Look at me. I see a puzzle. I see a puzzle. I'm seeing your life. A few times in your life, it looked like almost everything was put in the right place. But something happened. It's like a puzzle. Somebody hit it and just pieces went everywhere. I see more than once, it almost was complete. Just a piece or two missing. But then something happened. Something happened, and that puzzle was into a hundred pieces. But the Lord's telling me to tell you this time, the puzzle's going to be complete. This time, every piece is going to go into the proper place. And here's the good thing God said, I am doing it. So it will be put together with super glue, which is the Holy Ghost. Ha <laughs> ha! Woo! Glory to God. 
I never told that to nobody. Glory to God. Lord, thank you for a young man that's in your house tonight. Thank you for a young man that loves you, God. Oh, God, turn things, turn things around, turn things around. Look at me, son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You have an anointing on you. I see it. I see it. You're getting ready to burst forth. I just preached a message on busting at the seams. There in, I believe it's Isaiah 50, uh, Isaiah 54, maybe 57. I don't remember right now. It says, enlarge thy tent. And one, in another version it says, for you shall soon be Busting at the seams. I decree it. Jesus' name. I tell my, you pulled on my anointing tonight. I seen you over there. I seen you. You, you was listening. Amen. You was like, catching it. Pastor said, catch it. You was catching it. Lord, cause things to turn. Lord, she can't turn it. This situation, one situation in particular, you cannot turn it. God can. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, turn things for her. That one situation, get ready. I prophesy the next season you're going to see it turn. Come on, friends. Come on. Come up here together. Amen. You always got a smile. Always got a word for me. Amen. How are you doing? You know, whatever. Thank you. Y'all are awesome. Amen. I don't must sound tight. You know, when, when, how do I word this? I see something here. Somewhere in your future, God, I literally see like a highway and it's a turn in the highway. It's not a bad turn. It's not a bad turn. It's a good turn. There's a turn in the highway. And you don't know what's on the other side of that curve until you go around the curve. But I'm seeing in the spirit, I've never seen this, a curve, a turn, and you're going to go around it, and it's blessings upon blessings. It's going to be less stress. I don't know if you still work or not, but I, I hear stress. You have a lot of stress at times. Less stress. God said, I'm getting ready to bless you. There's a turn coming. And God says, you know, I, prop- I, I spoke about three weeks ago, about five weeks ago on my Thursday morning conference call, a season of rewards. I spoke that, a season of rewards. A lady sent me a message on my phone. I got it. From the mountains of Arkansas. I've known her probably 20 years, never had much. And she sent me a message. She said, prophet, she said, I, I listened to that message uh, of a season of rewards. She said, I just got to tell you, I just got a million dollars. Some of y'all couldn't shout amen. She said, I just got a million dollars. She said, I never had money like this. She said, you preached on a season of rewards and released it, and I just got a million dollars. Another letter come in the mail, and I opened it up. I didn't know who they were. Never got a letter from them before. They said, man of God, we was listening to you on Monday night your prophetic connection. And you said somebody's trying to sell property for a million dollars. They said we caught it. They said, prophet, we just had to tell you, we just sold our property to the government for one million dollars. And they had three checks in the envelope. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Are you looking at her like, you're going to, can I have part of it? He, I saw, I saw him look at her. Can I, I'm not knowing what your blessing is, but I see blessings. Hallelujah. I see things turning in Jesus' name. Turn things, God. Turn things, God. He can't turn them, but you can. Set him free from anything and everything. Let him go into a season of freedom and liberty like he's never had in his life. Hallelujah. You know what? In America, people, if you wear a hat to church, some people will look at you like you're dishonoring God. In Israel, if you don't wear a cap, you can't even get in the holy places. So don't worry about the cap. If you're in Israel, you got to wear them. <laughs> it's true. You cannot even go, you cannot even go to the, the wall, the gate of heaven without a cap on. If you go in there without a cap on, they'll come pull you out. But in America, those old saints will say, he ain't wearing no, he's wearing a hat. He's dishonoring God. Who's right, them or us? I don't think it matters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just give you a good Bible lesson, didn't I? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I wish y'all was having much fun as I am. Glory to God. Come on, it's fun in the Holy Ghost. How are you doing, girl? Hey, you're looking good tonight. You got a smile on your face. I come right back to you, son. Amen. I prophesied a double portion of joy. I prophesied joy, 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 and more joy. I hear the Lord say, even as you praise me, wave your flags, wave your banners, and dance. Amen. He said, God said, that gets my attention. When you get my attention, get ready for a blessing, saith the Lord. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. In the name of Jesus, cause a turn, cause a turn, God. Cause a turn, God. Amen. Things, direction, that time, all side, situations, turn them in. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. She told Lomosatai, turn things, God. Now she's waited for this day. She's waited. She's dreamed. She's prayed. She's fought hell for it. This is the day. Look at me. I hear this in my scriptures. The Bible says in the book of Esther that all the maids have their turn. Then it says this, Esther's turn came. I hear the Lord say to prophesy to you, your turn has come. Your turn has come. Give God praise. You got at a wonderful heart. You got a heart of gold. And God says, I have noticed your heart. I've noticed the little things that nobody else noticed. Can I just prophesy to you what I prophesied? Get ready for your season of rewards. <laughs> I love my satire. Oh, God, you have been good to this young man, but you want to be, I don't think it's a word, but I use it sometimes, gooder, gooder, gooder. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You want to be gooder, gooder. Okay, better. Glory to God. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. You need to let go of some things like I told somebody else so God can give you some things. I hear the Lord say, shut a couple of doors. And see if I'll not open some big doors. You got to shut a couple doors, let go of some things, and see what God does in this next season. Amen. Amen. Well, have you enjoyed tonight? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. On your way out, go by our table on the left. We don't hardly have anything. We've been on a trip and we're about out of everything almost. We have a couple, just a couple of prayer shawls I brought back from the city of the old city of Jerusalem. Same ones that preachers charge $100 for. I picked them up in the old city. They got scriptures on them. There's only two left. You can have them for $20. That's unbelievable. 
That's a great Christmas gifts. Other preachers get $100, but there's two of them. Go buy our books and different things we have. It'll bless you and it'll help us as we reach the world. Would you put your hands together for your pastor? Thank you again for the honor to be here. It has been an amazing time in God's presence. Come on, give God a praise for your pastor, and now give God a praise for his spirit in this house, and we'll see you next year. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that, but even more than that, I hope you were blessed, and I hope you grabbed a hold of what was being preached. You know, sometimes you just got to keep your eyes on the Lord because you look around at everything around you, and it seems like, man, everything is falling apart. But when you stay faithful, there, there's, always, there, there's, always, there's always a blessing at the end of the road. There's always that breakthrough, that scripture that, you know, that, that we've been through the fire and we've been through the flood, but God brought us out to a wealthy place, amen? And some of you guys have been through the fire and you've been through the flood, but you know what comes next is that wealthy place. So, so God's good. And uh, I want to give you uh, the opportunity to uh, sow an offering. Uh, if the, we can have the ushers come forward, please. We got one coming forward. We got one that's already forward. And they're going to take an offering. If, if you want to do a check tonight, just write it out for Christ for the nations, Christ for the world, uh, and then just anything else because we're just gonna, he, he's gonna roll out after this, so we're just gonna, we're just gonna give him the, the whole offering. It's just easier uh, to do it that way. So, um, you know, the Bible says that if you received a, a spiritual blessing that, you know, that you should share a material blessing and you sow into, if there's something you received tonight, you sow into that, and there's a sealing, and there's a, there's a releasing that happens there. So I'm going to just go ahead and pray. Uh, the final thing is the guys will take the offering and then uh, stop by the back table. Uh, a lot of uh, the, the books, they're, they're, you'll see them, they're smaller books. So that's good because they make easy reads. And some of the messages that God's given, you know, one night if you enjoy them, but then you're going through something and you can pick up a book like Standing on the Edge of the Breakthrough or The Camels Are Coming or I got a whole, I got a whole bookstore at home, but you can sit down, sit down and read them in about 20 minutes and, and they'll bless you. They'll bless you. So, Lord, I just thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you for uh, all the people who have gathered. Lord, you knew who was going to be here tonight. And, Lord, you knew what they needed. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that, that your word is a, is a lamp to our feet. Lord, we thank you for uh, Prophet Bobby, Bobby Hogan and, and Manny. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, keep your uh, hedge of protection and blessing on them, that you would keep them safe as they drive from city to city and town to town, Lord. And I pray that you would just continue to bless and enlarge his ministry. Lord, we pray a blessing on the, the, the women's home that he's about to open up. Lord, I pray that, you, that, that that place would be used mightily to pull women out of addiction and incarceration, Lord, that lives would be changed. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for coming out. God bless you, and I will see you soon.